todo, pero lo que sí voy a decir es que en cuanto al aficionado, eh, creo que lo importante es que como nosotros, como, como reconocí con el equipo, el equipo nunca se dio a vencer. Creo que lo que sí se hay que reconocer es que el equipo, a pesar de haber jugado mal esos primeros 25 minutos o lo que sea, el equipo luchó hasta el último minuto para tratar de conseguir victoria o empate. Y creo que eso es muy bueno, ¿no? El equipo no baja los brazos, el equipo es uno que sigue luchando hasta el final, lo han demostrado en otro partido y lo demostraron en este partido también. Bueno, la hinchada, yo siempre le digo que, que, que bueno, tienen un equipo que, que, que corre, que mete, que suba la camiseta. Eh, eh, eso es algo que no, que no se compra, que no se vende, que, que es algo que uno lleva por dentro y que, y que en ese aspecto la, la fanaticada debe estar muy tranquila porque somos un equipo que corre y que mete los 90 minutos y que los resultados no se nos han dado, pero que siempre damos el máximo y que con la bendición de Dios y con el trabajo del profe y con los trabajos y el trabajo de nosotros con la dedicación eh, vamos a salir de esto de todo esto vamos a tener un equipo ganador vamos a tener un equipo que, que, que la gente venga y esté feliz y salga contenta del buen fútbol y que ganemos que es lo más importante así que que como como nos dice el profe sigamos confiando en este proyecto sigamos confiando en los jugadores que tenemos en los jugadores que tienen y que, y que bueno que el triunfo eh, va a llegar Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of 442. Once again, I am your boy Christian, as you can tell, and because I am the same person as always. Uh, but in this episode, I actually need—I probably need a haircut and I probably need to shave a little bit. But if you are listening on the uh, on the thing. Uh, you can always find me under Chris Putaleas on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and 442. If you're watching, of course, it should be on the bottom here of the screen for you. And today we're going to talk a little bit, uh, a little different topics. I'm not going to do any uh, game reviews because I think you guys already have seen or have commented about it a lot. And I don't think anybody wants uh to hear me talk about the game anymore uh but actually i'm going to be talking about the games because obviously this is what the podcast is about it's about soccer it's about the games about the houston dynamo basically um before we do anything shout out to the houston dash finishing second in their respective um uh, on the shield verizon shield whatever it's called um and they ended up First in the south and second total, uh, one point away from Portland. Uh, so shout out to them. Obviously, they are they are the only, the best team probably in Houston at the moment. Uh, on top of the Astros, on top of the Rockets, on top of the Texans, and of course on top of the Dynamo. So shout out to the ladies, always leaving up the H town up high. And also they, there's uh, a few players called up to the national team. So shout out to them, uh, Campbell, Mewis. I think Groom also got called up, and uh, Rachel Daly got called up to England, so shout out to them. Now let's get to the Dynamo. Um, a few talking points. Uh, if you were probably, you probably started, we started the episode by listening to a little bit of Mauro Manotas and a little bit of Tav Ramos. Obviously, it was in Spanish, um, and if you didn't even notice, that's good, because that means you're bilingual and you understand. But basically what they were talking about, or the questions that actually, both questions came from me. Uh, and they were the same thing. Uh, I asked them the same thing. And this was previous, uh, 
the conference, uh, press conference before the Minnesota game, after uh, after Nashville, before Na Minnesota. Basically, my my question for them was, uh, what is the message to the fans? Uh, because after Nashville, of course, uh, as is of uh, true nature of most Dynamo fans, not all of them, Uh, there was a lot of name calling and uh, a lot of bashing, a lot of uh, shit calling on the team, and you know this and that. The, the typical, uh, I am a Houston Dynamo fan, and I think uh, I know better type thing. Um, yeah, and I know that probably this doesn't make me popular because a lot of people. I mean, I read all the most of the comments on on Reddit, on Twitter, and Facebook, and all that, and a lot of people uh, are very, very negative, which is understandable. I'm not stupid. I understand the team doesn't win. Therefore, you want a winning team, which is the, the like the most basic thing, right? You, if you have a team, you want to win, right? Uh, but also, I think a lot of people do not understand that this is a fucking sport, and this is soccer, and this is how it goes sometimes. Sometimes the fucking better team doesn't win, and I'll probably be cursing a lot because I get agitated, but uh, hopefully you guys are okay with that. Um, but I mean, if you listen to any of my episodes, you know that I get like this. So it's all Gucci and the Hoochie. Uh, also, shout out to Federico uh, and Todo Dynamo. He just put a little uh, snippet, a 10 minute uh, episode rant uh, thing on his uh, show that he does. A very cool show for Spanish speakers. I think he's also going to start doing English stuff. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, very knowledgeable, knowledgeable guy, in my opinion, about the sport as well. And uh, he always has really cool guests on his shows. Um, and he's talking about basically what I'm going to kind of talk about today. But, you know, he's a little bit nicer. So I might curse a little bit more. Uh, but basically, um, go listen to him. His rant was like 10 minutes. My mind will be probably not longer. But I'm going to try to break a couple things down maybe uh, in my way. The way that I like to do it, I guess. Um, but basically, let's talk about player effort for a little bit. Let's talk about the first thing. Um, in the game of it against Nashville, I know a lot of you guys uh, weren't able to make it to the stadium because only is, the capacity is 3,000. And if I'm not mistaken, there was only like 1,500 people in the stadium uh, to the final numbers. Uh, let me see if this is it. Yeah. So I got the Nashville page here. And there was uh, an attendance of 1,300 or 1,328 people. Uh, at the stadium, and um, we dominated the game. Uh, I think everybody knows that. Uh, we have so this is the thing. Let's go ahead and get started. Player effort. Uh, when it comes, of course, when it comes to Nashville, we saw that some players played shittier than others. Uh, but I think overall, like if you look at the game at 90 minutes, yes, we did have a shitty 20 minutes uh, in the beginning, 2025. And it's understandable, but also if you look at the actual 25 minutes, they weren't that bad in a, in a soccer, like, playing way. We, I think the Houston Dynamo this year has proven to be a better team, believe it or not. I know the results don't show that. And, and I know um, homeboy Ray from um, the, he has a show from the Valley. I'm blanking on this name right now, but you know he's he's over there, um, and he he posted a, a comment or a tweet. It was like a phrase that talked about some coach 
that basically said, you know, your team is what your results are, basically. So basically, uh, not him saying it, but, you know, uh, kind of implying that obviously a team is shit because we have shitty results, which, like I said in the beginning, it's completely understandable. Um, you want a winning team. That's what y you want your team to win always. I mean, if you're competitive, like myself, I mean, obviously, who you know, who wants to watch a team just lose, lose, and lose? I don't, honestly. Uh, but also, I am um, considerate enough. I guess I can say that in a way, or. I'm not going to say that I'm smart enough, but I think I understand the game enough to understand that sometimes the better team doesn't win. And unfortunately, I think we have been lacking that. And I think we have been the better team overall, uh, but I think we are lacking in some specific areas that I think everybody is aware. And I think we saw, the, we saw it against the Minnesota game. The fact that Kiki Struna did not start. I think it is a big statement, you know, in a way, because he is not injured. He doesn't have any accumulations of yellow cards. There is no reason for our starter and one of our best pay, paid players of our team to sit out, especially for a Cabrera who is, I'm not saying he's bad. He has actually been really, really good in the times that he had to play. Uh, but Cabrera tends to be a player that, unfortunately, even though he's really good, he gets injured a lot. And it's not like super viable, if that's a word, to have him in the field at all times. I mean, honestly, in this game, he had to get out. In the beginning, I thought it was because of a tactical change. And because it kind of seemed like that because we were attacking more because we were down. Um, which made complete sense. You know, just leave three in the back, you know, with um, Valentin, uh, Figueroa, and, and uh, this kid, uh, Lundy. And then just, you know, bring in uh, Flecha, uh, Jose Vizama on the, on the right just to play like as a winger, not like as a, you know, right back, basically. Um, which made complete sense, you know, have, you know, one more guy to put corners in, to, to put crosses in. Um, but it seems like he actually uh, talking to, or not talking to, but in the pre in the press conference after the game, Tad Bramos mentioned that he had... Um, he was cramping, so he kind of had to take him out in a way. So maybe it was a combination of both. Maybe it was tactical and also the fact that he was cramping. Uh, but also you see that, you know, he's not a 90-minute player. And and to have him start, you know, above Kiki Struna shows, um, shows us that, you know, Tab Ramos and actually Tab Ramos actually after the Nashville game talked about how he had to sit down and look at player performance himself and actually decide who's going to play and who's not going to play. He actually said that out loud. I think people didn't want to ask him out of respect, you know, because who's going to ask him, hey, so who are you going to take out? Basically, you know, you can't start telling the coach, you know, hey, you know, basically tell him how to do his job, basically. So nobody actually mentioned it, but everybody cut, caught, you know, caught on to, to the fact that he said he was going to look into player play performance and then you know in this press conference before the Minnesota game he talked about how all the players had a meeting on Wednesday night no not Wednesday because we play Wednesday but on Friday night or Thursday night or Friday uh, they they got together and they talked uh, basically they, they talked about their performance and they talked about how shitty they've been playing or not playing as a whole but the shitty moves that they did to concede goals and how being in 
you know, in positions to get scored on, you know, can throw off the game. I mean, Nashville game, three goals in 25 minutes. Basically, your game was ended in 25 minutes. And, you know, now you have like an uphill battle trying to get three goals in just to get a tie, you know, just to get one point at home. Um, and I'm pretty glad that, you know, Tab Ramos is really open to the media and open to everybody to, to hear and to see that, you know, um, this is going on you know people are getting together he's holding the players accountable for their performance and in this case he's sitting Kiki Struna you know out and and it's great and I think I don't think a lot of the fans know this uh, because I haven't heard any other uh, media member uh, mention it but well I'm mentioning it now but I think Tab Ramos is doing a great job and and not only um you know, making the team play better because honestly, if you if you think we are playing like shit, you need to check yourself and you actually need to watch the goddamn games because we are dominating nine out of ten games. We have dominated. I mean, I, that's just like a number, right? But basically, saying almost every game we have dominated. All these games that we have had, yes, maybe we have tied and we have lost, but they won out of uh, non-dominance. They were out of mistakes. They were out of carelessness. They were out of uh, just plain stupidity in, in some instances. Um, and then just lack of discipline, I guess. You know, sometimes like you're just players that didn't want to run back and just kind of like forced a stupid play or something like that and lose a dumb ball in the middle and, you know, gave them a counter or something like that. Um, but I think Tab Ramos is doing a great job. And having a team that plays great, um, believe it or not, they're playing great. They're nominating teams like Kansas City. They're they're playing. They're outplaying teams like Minnesota in Minnesota. Yes, I know we were down, but I think we we overplayed them the most of the game. Uh, and you know he's holding players accountable, and it is what it is. I mean, even Seren said you know he was like, hey, it was a tactical. Uh, against Nashville, it came out twenty, you know, minute twenty-five, and it wasn't because I was hurt. It was because it was a tactical uh, thing, and I am completely a hundred percent behind the coach. And if he has to take me out, even though I'm a great player, because honestly, Seren has been one of our best players. Uh, you know, it is what it is, and and also um, I see it on the players. Uh, if you heard the Manotas clip. Uh, Manotas talked about how the players are giving their all, like. They they are fighting. I think more than more than others. Uh, some more than others, um, but you can see the frustration. For example, against Nashville, um, you you know, like I said, mo- some of you guys weren't able to you know be at the stadium um, and actually watch this happen. But whenever Adam came out with uh, with Lasseter in the second half, I believe that Tab took him out. Uh, and he like switched them out. I think he switched out Adam for Junqua and Lasseter for uh, Nico Hansen, I believe. Um, both of them, they were extremely pissed off. Adam was extremely like super mad. Lasseter was extremely mad, and it was because I think personally they knew that they weren't getting the job done, and like they weren't getting the ball through. They weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing, and I think. I mean, shit. They they know this. Like you, like we think. They don't know that they are playing like shit. Like, like they they're not stupid. 
you know, they're professional players. And yes, I understand, um, you know, some people argue and talk shit. And I'm going to get to that uh, because I think there's only one specific group of people that can only talk shit the way that they talk shit because they actually back it up. Um, but uh, like I was saying, Adam and Lasseter, they understood that they have been playing like shit. They understood that they weren't getting the job done, job the job done. And uh, whenever they came out, they were extremely mad. They were pissed off, throwing shit around. And yes, they acted like kids. And and actually, I was me personally myself. I was kind of pissed off at the fact that when Kiki Struna actually came out in the second half, uh, Kiki Struna, if I'm not mistaken, and Lasseter, at the end of the game, they went strictly to the, to the to the dressing room. And Adam was actually the only player. Well, actually, there was other players, but he was the first player that whenever the game finished, which I respect Lundy a lot for this, uh, was the first player to get up. And even though all the players were like, you know, thanking the, the you know, the supporter groups, specifically El Batallón, to be honest. And I know that some of the search guys are there and some of the Texan army and some of the Bandera Negra. But obviously, I think, let's be honest, the, the El Batallón brings like the party to, to, you know, just the music, basically. But let's just put it all, all as a whole, right? So let's say the Hustle Town supporter or whatever. Um, Adam was the first one to actually come out of that circle and actually walk all the way to to the goal, you know, closest to to the to the where the fans are, and you know, you know, just give them a, like a thank you, basically, thank you for supporting us, even though we play like shit, even though you guys are singing, even though you guys are chanting for 90 plus minutes, and you guys are there for us, you know, sorry we let you down, and and I really respect that from Lundy and and like in a, in a human aspect, you know, in a in an aspect of a player thanking his own people for supporting them. So shout out to Lundy for that. Um, I think, you know, and also the same way that, you know, I congratulate Adam. I want to say, you know, Lasseter had a poor reaction and he just walked off like a little child. And I completely understand he played a shitty game. And also Kiki did the same thing. You know, a towel around their head. Like their, you know, like their mom told them something and, you know, they got pissed off. And, you know, I hope they learn and, and, and I hope they did. Um, but, you know, it's frustrations and I know it happens. But also at the end of the day, you have to understand that if it wasn't for your fans, you wouldn't be there, you know. Uh, and then Seren also was really, really pissed off. And he, even though he completely understood, you know, he, he knew that he could have done more. And, you know, it is what it is. And he's a true professional. He said it. He even said it on his on his Twitter. He was like, I know it was a tactical uh, thing um, coming out. I'm happy. I support the team. I support the coach. And, you know, I'll come on next time. And, fuck, against Minnesota, he was the best player in, in, our, in our team. And he killed it. You know, he created chances. He was the one that created the first goal for us, basically. And, you know, he was out there. He was putting his, you know, his balls out there for everybody to fucking see that you know he's here to stay basically and and it's funny because even till last year he was like a sub and now he's an undisputed starting 11 like you can't think twice about having Seren and Vera in the midfield um so you know that's for that I'm not gonna get in the whole Tomas Martinez uh thing coming in I think we all have the same idea uh you know he came in in a game with 3-0, uh, I think Tab, Tab, well, he actually mentioned, Tab Ramo mentions it, that, you know, uh, Tomas Martinez was supposed to come in at the 1-0 mark. Um, and then obviously when he went to go warm up, they scored two more. 
So it that was what it was. I don't know why he kept them in or like he decided to keep that change going. I would have put some other player, but you know, like at the end of the day, that's not my job. Um uh what else? Uh, and then okay, so the only person let's get into the second subject. So that was player effort. And I think personally the only player that can actually talk shit about players me personally is the actual supporters like for example El Baltasón that was tweeting uh, while the game was going and basically they were saying you know you know fucking A bro like you guys are professionals you guys are supposed to be representing our city like we literally you know blood sweat and tears are put into you know into us being in the fucking stands for 90 minutes putting our money you know bringing our flags Putting in, you know, the, the the fiesta in the fucking house, you know, to make it a party, basically, for you guys and supporting you guys 90 plus minutes, you know, home or away, uh, even when the games were closed doors, the dudes will show up outside of the stadium and bring in, like, a makeshift TV, and, like, I've seen it, and they brought a TV, and they would bring, bring smoke bombs, and, like, it was 10 dudes drinking beer outside of the stadium, chanting for 90 minutes, even though they couldn't go in. Just to show their support for the blue and orange. For the blue and orange. Jesus Christ. For the black and orange. Or the orange and black. Or whatever. I mean those are true fans. True fans are the ones that are going to put their money with their mouth is. And a lot of people are talking shit. And they do the opposite. They take their money out. Which is completely understandable. I understand. You know. You want to you want to pay for a winning team. And I will re re whatever that word is where you repeat stuff, reiterate whatever. Uh, yeah, I can't say it. Uh, I'm gonna repeat myself. If you want to be a fan of a winning team, become a Seattle Sounders fan. Become a fucking Toronto fan. Become a Portland fan. You want a soccer culture in Houston. And Federico was saying, like, the whole point is that a lot of people, they get mad because Houston is not a soccer city. Well, no shit. First of all, we're in the fucking south of Texas where football is king. So, first of all, like, high school football is fucking brings more people to stadiums than, than soccer. So, like, first of all, let's get that through our heads. Like, baseball, it's going to, you know, be over, like, we're literally across the street from our stadium. Uh, I know we are like you know the the most diverse city in, in 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 the United States and all that. We have a large Hispanic population and even African people that love soccer and even European people that love soccer, Asian people that love soccer from all everywhere, right, all over the world. And and we can like you know create a soccer culture and i've been talking to different guys, you know, i've talked to the guys from uh, Dynamo Fans for Change and they're all on board and creating a culture and like that's i mean i'm trying myself too like that's why i'm doing a podcast and that's why i try to create video and content and you know shitty content but it's content you know at the least um to to put some soccer out there in the city but then you have people they're like well i'm not gonna support a team that uh loses every game and uh uh yeah and this and it's like bro shut the fuck up Either support or don't support. Stop fucking complaining. We all complain. We all know that, you know, it sucks to suck. 
But just stop being a bitch. Like, support if you if you're gonna support, support. And yes, be critical of the team and say, man, we played a terrible game. And we all we know, like you know, when you played a bad game. But you can't talk shit when the team is fucking fighting for 90 minutes. And I know we went down early. And I know we made mistakes. And Tab Ramos is actually doing shit. He sat out Kiki. Like, Kiki Struna, he's on the fucking bench. Like, and also you have to understand, our owners don't give a fuck. And you know this. I know this. Everybody know this. They don't put their money out there, of course. But this is the United States of America. The United States of America is not a soccer country. It's not like it's it's a money country. Therefore, it's all about money. It's capitalism. It's like money and like can you buy like that's why we don't have promotion relegation. Like the only reason we don't have promotion relegation is because of money. The only reason. Because people would lose a lot of money if their teams will go down. And I tell people, and I would be the first one to say that the Dynamo will probably be relegated in the first five seasons. And I am okay with that. You know why? Because I am a fucking supporter of the Houston Dynamo. And I will support the Dynamo win or lose. Suck or be a fucking champion. Like, and that's what people don't understand. Like, you want a winning team, but it's just part of your culture. You're part, like... The culture in this country is to fucking win, win, win. USA, back-to-back world, world champions. Like, yes. Like, yes. I understand it's all about winning. But it's because it's all about money. Winning brings money. And money brings shit to this country. And and that's why we can't get a soccer culture. Because soccer culture is equal to passion. And passion for the team. Passion for the colors, not passion for the results, my guy. Like, if you're going to be a fan of results, then become a fucking, I don't know, who has the, I don't know, become an, a Lakers fan. I don't know, like, be, like, do like what those people do. They become fans of all the teams that are winning. Like, do that. But if you're going to be a fan, be a fan. And a lot of people are like, well... You know, I've been a fan since the beginning, and and yeah, and well, no shit. In the beginning, it was easy to be a fan because we were winning. Like, who's not gonna be a fan when you win, dumbass? Like, I'm gonna be a fan too, but unfortunately for me, I became a fan in like two fucking sixteen, and when we were shit, and like we started to go down shit, and maybe it was because of my fault. Like, maybe I became a fan in the team and decided to go shit, um, <clears throat> and like. I don't know, like, I really don't know what else to say, like, it's just, I feel like every episode that I do a podcast is the same thing over and over again, like, I keep telling you, like, stop complaining, and I know I'm not going to change this, and I'm probably going to do this the next episode, because people just don't understand, and like, people hate, like, they love to fucking complain, and, and it's funny, because Every time I hear people complaining, and I see people complaining on Twitter and on Reddit, and like, it's funny because none of them, first of all, none of them, 99.999% of them don't show their face, first of all. They don't fucking put their name out there, second of all. So they're like a random ass, like, picture in random ass name, like, because you're too, 
I mean, I'm going to say it, you're too much of a pussy to put your own self out there. You know, I put my fucking, like, my whole family knows about this. Like, I I am a Boca fan, and, like, people tell me, uh, why don't you, like, do podcasts about Boca Juniors? Uh, because it's fucking easy to do a fucking podcast about a winning team, and it's easy to support a team that fucking wins every fucking year. But do something difficult for once. Support a team even if they're not winning. Like, just do it. Just do it out of passion. You say you have passion? Just because you have a fucking... Just because you buy the jerseys or you have, you're have you a season ticket holder? Like, if you're not going to be a fan, just take your money and go away, bud. Like, nobody's holding you hostage. Like, take your money. Yeah, you earned it. Hard-earned money. You work for it. Don't be a fan. Take it away. Don't give it to this organization. And if you're not giving money, shut the fuck up. Because you're not investing anything. And if you are an investor, yes, complain, but also understand this is soccer. This is a sport. This is a, a fucking game. You win, you lose. And even Bielsa said it. Bielsa, the fucking, now he's like the god of soccer nowadays, which he's always been, but now we see him because he's in the Premier League. He even said, sometimes the best team doesn't win. And we are seeing this. I'm not saying the Houston Dynamo is the best team in the MLS. But all I'm saying is that we have been outplaying almost every game that we have played. And if you think I'm lying, then you're tripping. Like, you are seriously tripping. Because against Nashville, we dominated. We played beautiful soccer. The ball doesn't just go in. And it's, yes, it's because of mistakes. It's because we don't fight. We want to go in with the fucking ball inside of the net. Like... No, you're not Quinteros. You're not going to go in with the ball like inside of the goddamn goal. Take a shot. Like I I said that throughout the whole Minnesota game. If you go into my IG, the Cuatro Cuatros Instagram, in halftime, I went on live and I said, take shots, take shots, take shots. What did we do? We took like two shots and we scored. I mean, easy, right? Easy. Yeah, well, of course, it's easy for me to say, but you can see there's like there's some things tactically that need to change, but it's not that we're playing bad. It's just that we're making mistakes and mistakes can be fixed. And yes, we're not getting results, but like like Federico was saying, whenever we win, oh, we got lucky. And whenever we lose and we tire our oh, fucking worst worst team in the world. It's like, "No, bro." Like it could be worse. You could be Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you could live in Dallas. That's You could be a Mavericks fan. You could be a Cowboys fan. Like, Jesus Christ. That's the worst thing ever. You could be a Texas Rangers fan. Jesus. You know, like, there's worse things out there. You know? But no. You decide to, just because you once bought a ticket and you once bought a jersey... And you live in Houston, you think you have like, and like uh, this guy said, Drake, you know, now I'm quoting Drake. That's how crazy it is. He says, trigger fingers now turn into Twitter fingers, which is basically what's going on. People now, because they have the, 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 the option or the availability to put their opinion out there, they put their opinion out there and nobody cares. Like really nobody cares. Like. Why would you go into the Houston Dynamo page and comment like, oh, you guys are shit. Shut the fuck up. Like, nobody wants to hear your comment, bro. Leave the people, like, let them be, man. Like, 
stop like you act like you commenting on the Houston Dynamo Twitter page is gonna go directly to Gabriel Brenner or you think Oscar de la Oja is like oh shit they said I suck they, he doesn't give a fuck he's probably wearing high heels somewhere like he doesn't care like you see what I'm saying and then also let's talk about the logo before I retire uh, to my bed because I'm tired of shit um so the athletic Jeff whatever his name is from the athletic and a bunch of other people from the athletic which great they great stuff I don't read a lot of their stuff just because it's long as shit and I, I'm a terrible reader but it's very interesting the stuff that I do read to be honest uh, so if you don't have a subscription I actually got mine for free because if you're a T-Mobile uh, person um, on Tuesdays they give you free stuff so just it's an app and for like a couple months ago, I think they were giving out free subscriptions for a year for the athletic. So I got mine. But if not, I think it's like 30 bucks or 60 bucks. I'm not sure. But it's actually worth it because they have really good content. Um, so, yeah. And also to read their stuff, you actually have to pay. So it's behind a paywall. So it is what it is. This is the world that we live in. You know, you create stuff and sometimes people have to pay for it because it's good. Um and then they obviously they leaked uh, the new, what it would be the new logo. So this one is gonna be uh, dead soon. The little dynamo triangle, upside down triangle, you know, kind of clip art ish. But you know, I kind of grown to love it. Like you know, it's your crest. You know, some people have it tattooed on them, so it's crazy. I actually wanted to get tattooed too, but before I have to get other tattoos before I get the dynamo tattoo. First, I got to get my Boca Juniors tattoo uh, because, you know, priorities. Um, like I was saying, yeah, it actually doesn't look that bad. Um, honestly, a lot of people have been complaining because they have fucking Twitters. They have uh, phones now, so everybody gets to complain about everything. Um, and everything translates to, like, we are a shitty team. Like, shut the fuck up, bro. Because we have a shitty logo doesn't mean we have a shitty team. Because this has like, like people, can you be more cut? Like use your common sense, Jesus Christ! And it's a logo. Stop making a big deal about a logo. Like, who cares about a logo? Like, like come on, dude. Like, Jesus Christ! Like it's just a logo, you know. Like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Move on, bro. Like. Like I tell my wife, go to school, become an engineer, build a bridge, get over it. Like, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's actually, well, I like it. It's dope. Uh, in the beginning, I was like, eh, I don't know. Just because change is hard and it's understandable. But I think now I'm kind of growing into it. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. It's not for sure now. Nobody has said anything. The Dynamo is actually pretty quiet about it. Uh, and actually today... Uh, the day of what today's Monday uh, there was some news uh, came out that there was a potential uh, inquiry inquiry I don't know how to say that word some people were inquiring uh, to buy the dynamo one of them was uh, a rod the the baseball player guy the guy is married to JLo and uh, the guy that was the GM for the Houston Astro I don't know his name his name, I know his name is first name is Jeff the last name is in is an L. He is actually the GM that was in charge of the Astros whenever the cheating stuff was going on. So, 
Shout out to the Astros. Almost made it. Um, but yeah, other than that, I got nothing else to say. 35 minutes of me just going off and calling you a bunch of dumbasses. Uh, so if you get offended, I don't care. Uh, because obviously, it was for you. And if you don't get offended, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. I was actually starting to do the anatomy of a goal. Uh, and I did one. Until I realized that I wasn't recording. So I'm probably going to do this again tomorrow. I'm already kind of tired. I have to put this one out. Kind of edit it a little bit. And throw it out there for you to listen. So shout out to y'all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for... Uh, uh, I, w- I would say let me know what you think. Uh, but honestly, like... I don't know if I care. Um, but actually, I do care. But, you know, it's a good conversation starter. So if you if you have any difference of opinion, let me know. I would love to talk to you, maybe, someday. So, later. See you guys. Deuces.